don't worry about us, we're strong, we will win. But the understanding that your company and your team is supporting you during these times is absolutely amazing. You will not believe, but we've made very nice results during this four months because all of us are highly motivated. We want to show not only those who are still here or those that are Ukrainians, we want to kind of prove to the world that we are really worth uh, paying attention to. And we want to uh, show that we are bright minds now uh, with the, um, and what we want is uh, a little freedom. That's all, <laughs> I guess. It's time for conversations about our food and how it's grown on Farm to Table Talk with your host, Roger Wasson. We're going to look at the world of food and, and we're going to get a, a, an incredible look at the world of food because we literally are going to look at the whole world and we're getting a different view of the world thanks to the company that's represented by my guest today, Vera. Patrick. Vera, welcome to Farm to Table Talk. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, you know, Vera, this is it's great to connect with you. And I, I, I've got to explain too that your company has people working together all over the world. That in itself isn't unusual. It's a little unusual where you're talking to me from today. And we're going to come back to that before we're through, touch base on it. But you are in the Ukraine. And um, yes. not many people would guess that we would have people in a critical position like this working from Ukraine. You are. And we'll touch briefly on that part of the story before we wrap up. But I want to get into what you're doing, because from where you're based in Ukraine and where your company is around the world, you are in a process of trying to make a contribution, I think, to the whole food system and to the environment globally by knowing more of what's going on, where food is coming from, what the shape it's in, how it's being raised, how it can be raised more sustainably, what crops are looking like, and so forth. There are other people aspire to that. Not many of them do it from space. Explain that. Uh, so your company is EOS data analysis, data analytics. Explain the company briefly, and then let's talk about your major projects. Okay, sure. So EOS Data Analytics uh, is the global provider of AI-powered satellite imagery analytics. We can operate within 22 industries, but our main focus is uh, agriculture for now. And so... Uh, we've been around since 2015, but we kind of shifted uh, two years ago and we've launched our main product, which is EOS Crop Monitoring, uh, which is basically an online satellite field monitoring service uh, that collects all important information about the state of crops. Um, so uh, for now, we uh, I should explain that we... Uh, on not only operate worldwide, we have users worldwide, more than 700,000 of them in um, many uh, geos, uh, primarily in Northern America, Southern America, Asia, and there is a significant presence of us in Africa. Uh, what we do and why we do it 
is uh, because we actually try to tackle these challenges, the upcoming food crisis, because there's going to be so much more people in the next 50 years, uh, the climate change, which I don't need to explain, and uh, the soil degradation. You know, because there are so many people of us on the world, we are uh, not very friendly with the soil. And uh, the prognosis is not very nice. If we use heavy machinery and if we degrade this soil, we can reach the point where nothing will grow. So we use space technologies to see these problems and tackle these challenges because uh, our uh, products are based on machine learning. We have R&D team of scientists, lots of very smart, brightest minds in the world who use uh, satellite imagery and analyze it into uh, a nice and convenient way that you can actually open your laptop and see what happens to your fields. Like very basically, if it's to say to explain like to uh, that I would explain to a child, there are some special indices that are used and they can tackle, is there enough water? Are there too many pesticides? Do I need to add fertilizers? This can be all explained by using this analysis and applying them with machine learning and our R&D team analysis. And then you can see, not having to go to the field, you can see if there is something wrong with your field. So you're cutting lots of time on your teamwork, you know, on scouting, and you're actually cutting uh, expenses on having to test the soil and the leaves and the crops all together, because you can see it from the space, as you said, from the satellites. Yeah. It's still hard to believe that that's possible. How far up are the satellites uh, above the field? Uh, a low uh, Earth orbit, and we use the third-party tool now that is given for free by International European Space Agency, which I'm very thankful for. Uh, so we use basically Sentinel and Landsat, but we um, they provide very nice and accurate data, but the problem is that we don't own it. We cannot say, hey, go and check this field or that field. And this is why we're about to launch our own uh, US set satellite constellation. So you're getting ready to put up either more satellites or satellites covering, uh, it's, it's like a cluster of satellites that you're going to be having in the sky? <laughs> yeah, it's a constellation of seven optical uh, satellites. We will launch it uh, by 2025. And the first one uh, is going to be launched this November. Everything is ready to go. So you, well, even getting them up, I want to just, I mean, quickly, I mean, um, do you have your own rockets? Are you able to work with companies that will you can say, hey, would you uh, take this up for me? Because we're, we're going to be taking pictures of half the world. Um, and so are, are there places you can go to get, to get uh, your satellite launched and into orbit? Or do you have to have your own rockets? Okay, so it's actually one of our pluses also because we are a part of the Nosfer Venture Capital Fund. And it's a combination of so-called sister companies. For us, we process the data, we analyze the data. We have our sister company, the Dragonfly. They make the satellites, 
We have sets that make the little details for satellites. We don't have rockets for now, but yeah, there are lots of other companies that uh, can launch it for us. But hopefully in the near future, we will cover that aspect as well. So it's something like, uh, I mean, I could go on Google right now and say, I want to put a satellite up and find companies that I could talk to. I'm not going to do that, by the way. That, but I'm pretty sure, yeah, you can do so. Yeah, no, no, that's it's pretty incredible. So then if you can get them into orbit, uh, and and what about the technology, about the cameras that are that are being used to, to be able to um is is that something that is unique to to your company or are there other companies that are able to get similar similar cameras to be able to you know get really great view of the of the world mm -hmm. so um what makes this areas uh, set constellation unique is that we use the special 11 bands that are aimed at for agricultural purposes only I cannot say the exact uh, parameters because this is more to the science team, you know, sure. on marketing, sure. so I kind of have it in short. But yeah, it will be unique because it will uh, be focused to deliver the exact uh, best results for agriculture. As I mentioned, they will check the indices. They will uh, give us the uh, information needed exactly for farmlands. If we're talking about satellites, you know, there are radar satellites that can look through the sky and can see at night. Some of them are super, um, super, I don't know, like they can see very close. Mm -hmm. We don't need that. We need other. We need to understand if this, uh, if, if this uh, field will be, uh, gets enough water, like in DMI index, or doesn't it? So we don't need to see as close. But we need to have this spectral bends. How big right an here. area are are you going to be able to to take a look at? I mean, if we're looking at what what share of the production in the world of of agriculture will you be able to see from space to be able to start doing those evaluations? Oh, okay. So actually, uh, with all seven satellites up and running, we'll be able to cover up to 90% of all farmlands in the world. But that's when we have all of them, all of the seven in LEO. Up to 90%? Yep. Now, and did I understand you correctly? Are you saying uh, of the production land in the world or that was up the to farmland, 90%? global farmland and forests, yes. And it changes because obviously there are some parts of the year that might get worse and then all of a sudden they get rains and you know there's a change in the situation so how how often would you be able to have you know a view um mm -hmm. so, so you could get around it once but then um how how often is that repeated that you get another look at it mm -hmm. so um yeah we will uh shorten the time the revisit time for now it's like 10 12 days and we'll be able uh to decrease the revisit time to five six days but what's important is that uh, if there is any important issue, like unfortunate fire, flooding, and so on, we can uh, provide the client with the new satellite data as soon as in one day. And it can be available because we give the exclusive uh, ownership on one farmland. Like for now, 
there is not no such opportunity. But if, for example, United States wants to have this satellite and this information only be collected to the government by the government, uh, we can do it. Yeah. And if they want to their visit in one day, we will still be able to do it. Well, now it would seem that uh, one of the outcomes would be that you'd you'd be able to project crop sizes. Uh, I would imagine that some would want to know how crops are coming around the world for a crop that is a staple, for example, like like wheat. If we mm-hmm. if you knew that there was an issue coming up, that would be of of use to people and certainly governments and companies too to project whether or not. There would be a shortage of a su- supply or some kind of problem uh, is developing that they may be able to intervene, I suppose. Mm-hmm. We even can do it now. Our great R&D team works on so-called custom solutions, which includes yield prediction with accuracy up to 90%. Uh, we also have crop type classification maps, field boundaries detection, harvest dynamics monitoring and advanced soil moisture mapping. All of them take time. Like uh, it, 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 it is a thorough, it's a law, it's a quite big tasks. So uh, it will take from like two weeks to one month, depending on the difficulty, but we can already do it. But with, with our constellation, it's just gonna be so much easier and the accuracy is gonna be higher. Now, I would think that this would be most useful to certainly governments, uh, to industries, to companies in the food chain that are manufacturers or maybe large retailers and and others. But uh, how accessible might this information be for actual farmers? Uh, Sure. So we do have lots of farmers, but we do not uh, sell our products to the farmers because uh, it is not profitable, unfortunately. So we work with uh, its business to business model. We work with food producers and food suppliers, insurance providers, banking, loan institutions, uh, act tech developers, governments, uh, you name it. So, but the end user can be farmers. And yes, uh, for small holding farmers to support them, we even have the gift field for 300 Hectares that they can use to see uh, how their small farms are doing. And it's very intuitive. It's pretty easy. As I said, the red means that something is bad. <laughs> the green means, okay, I'm doing a good job. And then uh, under every indices, you can read it in a very easy uh, wording. What does it mean? And also, we have the best, in my opinion, the best customer support service that work almost 24-7 that uh, help out any customer, be it a free customer from a a little farmer with a little farm or be it a giant input supplier company. You know, there are many large companies now that are jumping in to tell a story of either sustainability or regenerative or showing some pride of what's going on with their own, with the people that are producing for them. So you see more packaging, which some people, you know, fear it could be greenwashing. But on the other hand, I think that, you know, it can also be legitimate that people are actually trying to do the right thing or companies are trying to do the right thing. And and I wonder how many of them will be exploring using your technology to be able to 
see uh, how practices are improving or how the crop is improving or certain steps in what we would consider sustainability are being taken by the farm regions that they are getting their supply from. So do you, do you feel there'll be that kind of integration taking place with the food companies uh, wanting to check how uh, regions are doing and whether or not the progress is being made in sustainability that they're already claiming? Sure. Well, we actually, I, I am a very lucky marketer because this is the first time probably in my life that we, I'm actually promoting the products that I believe in with my own heart. I know that our team works uh, very hard and our mission is not only the words. Our mission is to make this impact and uh, help preserve our planet. This is something we strive for. And I know uh, that we are doing a good job because uh, we actually tackle nine out of 12 uh, United Nations uh, objectives to being a sustainable company. So we work on reducing water usage, we work on uh, reducing soil degradation and actually uh, saving time and resources for those people. So I don't only think it will happen. I know it happens right now. And uh, I know while working with people, especially from Africa, we understand that so many farmers are not understanding how they can use this, uh, this soil to get it to the fullest, but not to degradate it, you know? So you can actually follow the sustainable practices and the earth was made to live here uh, as a wonderful, uh, this wonderful piece of rock provides everything we need. So if we reduce the uh, influence that we actually humans did and are doing over time, we can uh, absolutely come back to the clean and green planet, no problem. You know, I'm thinking that if we, if you could have had a satellite about a thousand years ago, you could probably have anticipated some deserts developing, <laughs> or actually, be probably several thousand years ago that uh, that we started seeing deserts take place, which at one stage in Earth's history, you know, were luscious and productive, and there's many areas in the Middle East and Northern Africa and so forth that had a history pre-desert. I'm suspecting that you can get that perspective now that you are able to, as you get that view and that ability to analyze, you you also see if we don't get this turned around, this vast area is going to start becoming a desert. Uh, am I yeah, reading too I much into that or is that true? Uh, I think our science team can do something like this under uh, custom projects. We can predict, as I said, we can uh, predict, uh, we have yield prediction, and I'm sure we can say, like, we're working on some social cases when we understand, okay, this island is going to be under the water in 20 years uh, if this follows, if this, uh, you know, uh, if they continue polluting the water, or polluting the air, or just the climate change continues. Of course, if you have some data, you can count what can happen in the next 10, 20, 100 years. But that will be done not by a marketer, but a smart scientist. <laughs> so you have people to them can analyze and see in certain areas that uh, a, a disease may be developing. Yep. Uh, and, uh, but then again, you can also see drought effects 
And uh, I would imagine you can you can see where the droughts again, whether it's pre-desert or not. Um, but then also, are they going to be able to see what's happening with the soil? Are, are there signals that you can read from space that are giving an indication of soil health? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like one of our key features is uh, soil motion monitoring. It actually tracks the water level in the soil, root, leaves with the health of NDMI, which is normalized difference moisture index. So you can do it right now. You know, it's hard to see why anyone would be opposed. It seems like this is this is kind of a, a no-brainer in that why wouldn't everyone want to know everything there is to know about what's happening with with Earth, what's happening with the food supply, what's happening with disease, uh, drought, you know, soil qualities and so forth? If there are critics, uh, what do the critics try to point to? What are the uh, if you have any pushback? What obstacles do you run into to getting all of this information about the world of food? Oh, you know what? Uh, I'm thinking I haven't had any criticizing. I haven't seen it. Uh, the only problem is that, as you mentioned, it's difficult to believe in it. And when you are talking not to a big company, but these big companies talk to farmers, some of them don't use the internet. So for them to understand that there is some satellite in space monitoring and it will show me what to do, and it won't be, uh, and they won't have to spend all of their fortune. Yeah, that's something that is difficult to believe. So our mission and uh, my job as a marketer is to educate the market, tell them that it's easy and that we have this technology for a reason. We are uh, evolving as human species and, you know, we're using our brains and we're using space to benefit the humankind and to benefit the agriculture. I think it's pretty easy and it's very noble and it's actually a working product. So I think within a time, we will see lots of uh, technology like ours. And actually to say the truth, we're not the only one, of course, if to talk about Northern America, about California, you have, uh, you have some decent competitors to us. But if we talk about uh, Africa, we go there and we understand that we're going to spend a lot of time explaining what is it, how it works, proving, testing. And only after that will we get the results. But for now, we uh, have the biggest and best partners in uh, um, in Africa. One of them to name is Exchange. We really love these partners. And they not only care about the business, they truly care about educating African market and saving their soil for future generations. So you're kind of working with lots of great people from all over the world that I think, I really believe, care about what they're doing. Well, I can see you're enthusiastic about it, <laughs> excited, excited about it too. And and you know something else that strikes me when we we talk about this, Vera, is that that if you're growing anything, to stay on top of it, I mean, you literally have to kind of like walk out into your field. I suppose it's the same thing if you just have a um, a rooftop, you know, gardens or farms or something, urban farms, and you've got. Uh, or your own backyard, uh, or any farmer that I know 
has to go out and and look at the fields and be there. And you're just taking it to a whole different scale of adding a tool that's always been a natural tool for people in agriculture is to is to try to go analyze and look and see and feel what's going on. But you also need to understand whether or not you're part of a bigger issue, whether you're part such as drought or such as disease and so forth and see where you fit into the total schemes of things. And it it just seems like um, what you're doing is taking that literally to a whole new height, uh, if you will, uh, being able to look at the look at the whole world and see if we're making progress and and I, I suppose help make other progress too. Decisions can be made in in the you know by the people in the food trade on where there needs to be more attention. Anyway, I'm just so impressed uh, with what you're doing. And explain where people could learn more about your company, about the technology, about the programs that you're working on. Where can they find information to to learn more about this? Okay, you can Google ERS data analytics or just go ERS.com. This is our website. You'll see lots of information there. We have amazing blog with uh, great uh, suggestions and advices for both uh, small holding farmers and the big companies like input suppliers, IT companies, and so on and so forth. Um any in we have the newsroom on our website. You can read lots of our interviews uh, on Forbes and other uh, Taiwan media. We make free webinars every month. Uh, they're absolutely free, and we do it for all geos we operate in. Yesterday we had one that was held uh, for the Mexico, and we had not only our sales guy but two partners that actually use it. And they can uh, tell you how it can be applied in that region. So, yeah, I guess that there are tons of information. And um, just simply go to our website, uh, YouTube, any marketing channel, uh, you will find tons of information. Or you can actually chat in uh, on our website and ask if you have any specific question. And as I mentioned before, customer support is great. They will not hesitate to answer the questions. No, I am looking at your website and it's it's very good. And you show too how you line up with the sustainable goals of the United Nations and all the areas that people can pay pay attention to. Um, now, I want to just wrap up by a couple of things because I said earlier on, how unusual it is really for me in this day and age to be able to doing a Zoom conversation that we're having for this particular podcast <laughs> and um, have you based in the Ukraine. Uh, and your company, you were saying, is all over the place, and you're in Kiev in the Ukraine, and um, people tuning into the podcast might not guess I'd be I would be having a guest today that's able to to work from there. And as you said, you got people all over the world. But why don't you take a minute and explain your journey? Um, how did how did you end up doing what you're doing today? Oh, I was lucky. <laughs> no, I've actually worked really hard uh, uh, to, I think, to get where I'm right now. And I'm a geek and nerd. So once uh, this company knocked on my door, I was like, "Woo, my God, this is actually space. So for me, you know, a fan of Star Trek and all of these amazing movies, that was absolutely thrilling. And we started with a team of four people. Right now we have 25 
25 nerds who are crazy about their job and it's only our department. Uh, it's a lot of fun uh, to work in our company and it's a very warm family. Uh, I don't really want to go into politics, but probably all of the listeners understand what's going on. Don't worry about us. We're strong. We will win. But the understanding that your company and your team is supporting you during these times is absolutely amazing. You will not believe, but we've made very nice results during these four months because all of us are highly motivated. We want to show not only those who are still here or those that are Ukrainians, we want to kind of prove to the world that we are really worth uh, paying attention to. And we want to uh, show that we are bright minds now uh, with um, and what we want is uh, a little freedom. That's all, <laughs> I guess. Well, I, uh, of all the different things I've come across on what's happening in the Ukraine, yours is another addition to the inspiring story. It's not it's not business as usual. It's business exceptional that, that you are able to, you know, keep marching on and connecting with a program and a company that is trying to make a difference and will be making a difference of looking at what's happening everywhere in, in the world. Um, I have to tell you that even here in where I am in Sacramento, California. When I go out for a hike, I go by several places that are flying Ukraine flags, which I'm That's not good. sure. Yeah, the not sure. Ukraine. Paid much attention to the Ukraine in in years past necessarily, but are are tuned in and are are with you. And then today we're with you talking about a, a, an idea, a concept. It's more than a concept. It's it's reality, and it's um, connecting us around the world and. You know, Vera, I think that that's one of the most important stories is that we can work together and we can address things locally, but we can have a global perspective. As we wrap up, any final comments or recommendations you might have for the listeners to Farm to Table talk? Yeah, uh, one, please look into precision farming. Uh, it's real, as Roger said. It's absolutely real. It's uh UXUI friendly, it's quite intuitive, and we have to use the power space for the benefit of humankind, and we have to preserve this beautiful blue dot. That's what I feel uh, and I believe, and this is uh, our dream at EOS Data Analytics, I guess. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate your sharing that vision and hearing exciting things you're doing and and wish you the best and come back and visit us again sometime on Farm to Table Talk. Okay, sure. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to Farm to Table Talk with your host, Roger Wasson. 